The fun part about um, podcasting in person is that you can see other people's uh, fidget um, Their mechanisms. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, UV, as described, was flicking up and down the light switch of uh, Castro's light and dark <laughs> interface. <laughs> Just calling you out. Bitrate. Managing expectations on both sides of the mic will you be Hi, Brendan, from the Podcast Advocate Network. Hey, Mark, from Podient. And welcome, UV Zelko. From down the street from Brendan. Yes, <laughs> we're in the same room, which is pretty fun. UV, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, I, I, I've i failed at doing a lot of things. One in, includes podcasting, uh, where I, I used to do podcasts uh, first with my wife and then with a friend of mine called Neurotic Tornado about various relationships started out just me bugging my wife to talk about her marital issues. And when she got tired of that, uh, I got a friend to, for us to go on the road and talk to other people about their relationships. Um, but I haven't been doing that in quite a few years. Mostly I do writing. I write, uh, I publish one novel and working on two other novels that I can't seem to quite, uh, finish. Um, I also sometimes do YouTube videos, and I have a day job that's as a technical writer uh, for a software company. Um, I think that's most of what I do. I have a few, I made a few apps, very simple uh, iOS apps, um, and that's it. So yeah, so this series is, you know, it's about burnout. It's about, um, uh, you know, mostly we've been talking about how the 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 pod fading pod struggle of of continually putting out a, a an episode every week is, is is a lot of work and um and i when i was thinking about different people to have as a guest on this on this series um you came to mind because of all the different you know like you do podcasting but you also do uh so many other different types of of of, of medium um and and I was kind of curious if, um, you know, like you said, you, you you haven't been podcasting in a little bit. Um, you know, wh- what was it that that shifted you away from podcasting, and you know, maybe because you haven't start, you haven't stopped creating. You still made a video recently, and you've um, you've been working on your novels. Wh- what is it that uh, maybe about podcasting or about other things that has, um, you know. Made you made you go the course that you yeah, have. Yeah, in my um, ninety seconds of homework I did for this discussion, <laughs> I did think about that. Why haven't I podcasted in over a year? And I think part of it is at least the form that I the format for the podcast I was doing was a little bit of a, a narrative, where you know it was kind of a series rather than one off conversations and um. And so that's a, it's a little trickier to put together a series. And we 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 tried a little bit, me and my partner who does the the podcast, and we couldn't quite get the, the exact a story. You know, we didn't figure out how to make a um, a story arc for a whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like with the YouTube videos, I can just throw one up every six or nine months when I get obsessed with something. You know, whether it's writing or chronic pain or video games i can just do it no no one really cares too much but also uh it doesn't need to fit some sort of narrative as much as a at least the podcasting what uh, that i was doing required a whole bunch to 
connected mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And so I, and you kind of feel the pressure of like, I got to get it out every now and then. I wish that wasn't the case though. I mean, it seems like you could do podcasts where you're like, I'm just going to do it when I do it. And mm-hmm. it's going to be about what I want it to be about. <laughs> yeah. But I how, felt like that's that was, how I do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, that, that's a nice approach, but for some reason I got stuck with the, the pressure to, uh, put stuff out at a regular, uh, in a regular way. And so I turned to these other forms that are just kind of like, you just throw this thing over the wall when you're ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a valid answer or not, but I, I did burn out. I loved doing podcasting, but I, um, I got really worn out. And partly that's because we were such newbies at it, you know? So we, we were both seasoned writers. Mm-hmm. So we've been writing, you know, each of us had been writing for, 10, 15, 20 years. And then we were doing podcasting where we have the standard we wanted to fit, but we were, we sucked at it. So, you know, instead of this thing taking 10 hours to get Mm -hmm. acceptable, it took 70 hours, Mm -hmm. you know, for that episode. And it just, it just killed us. So it was a blast, but it really wore us out. We were really stretching, um, stretching ourselves beyond what was easy per week. (laughs) What was the what was the hang up? What was the part that was really the uh, troublesome? We were dumb editors, so you know <laughs> you 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 fielded. I mean, you helped us. You know, we made some emergency calls to you when we were trying to figure out how to how to fix things in the editing. But the hardest thing was to shape the story. You know, we got mm-hmm. ourselves into complicated stories. You know, this was uh, a, about a marriage that fell apart, and that uh, and that they each found other partners and then they all ended up living together in the same house. And it was a very interesting, complicated story we were tracking and just to turn it, shape it just right. We, we knew what we wanted, but it was so hard to get there. I feel like if we did that 10 times, we'd get a lot better at it, but (laughs) we were amateurs pretending not to be. So what, drew you to podcasting what what made you think that podcasting was the medium that you wanted to to tell the story in or you know uh yeah i really fell in love with podcasting just because it was just it did feel like a bunch of schmoes not schnoes a bunch of schmoes in their basement uh telling cool stories i mean there were some there's some some podcasts that just came straight out of radio but i really loved the the messy raw ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just cool. This format, it just felt like a little more of like a underground form of, uh, telling stories or talking about things. And so I just got excited about, um, how, how much was possible, uh, without anyone telling you how you need to do it. <laughs> For sure. So I wonder if y'all, you know, got into it that same way, but I also found I was surprised by the burnout I felt after doing a few seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When do you feel like it started setting in? I think when Jackie and I, so she's my friend who we did the second two seasons once uh, my wife said, I'm done with this shit. Um, <laughs> she, she felt the burnout first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She felt the burnout first. Uh, although she may come back around, we're starting to record a little bit. Uh, but Jackie and I were both kind of trying to nail down some novels we were working on and, uh, and we could just see it was stretching us in this way. Like we want this to be as good as it can be. Um, and it's really hurting. Like each week we were getting just a little more dazed mm-hmm. <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to get, and it was only like six, seven episodes that season, but, um, it was hard for us to do it. You know, I felt like. I understood finally why 
editing and producing a podcast is so huge, especially when you're trying to tell something with an arc to it. You know, when I was doing it with my wife, it was easier because it was a freeform conversation and we just had to edit it to make it a better freeform conversation, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Uh, but we weren't like saying, well, we'll pluck this from here and move it over there and pluck this from here and save it for three episodes from now. And right. We'll get rid of this whole interesting thing because it doesn't fit the larger arc. Um, we weren't doing that kind of stuff, so it was a notch easier for me. And that, that um, I was in the first season. Yeah, so that's the, more free the second, form. The second two seasons, you were doing that. Yeah, we were shaping yeah. it. Yeah, good clarification. You were, trying to, you were trying to treat those two, see, this second two seasons, second third seasons, as uh, editing as you would a novel, probably. Yeah, yeah, it really was. We were thinking of the story arc, and I'm not saying we did we. We got achieved exactly what we wanted, but we we really <laughs> tried hard. Um, oh, what to, you wanted, to, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you you achieved. Uh, I I think um, wonderful masterpieces in in relationship storytelling. Uh, yeah, but I burned out every every area. I, I'm capable of burning out pretty easily. You know, like <laughs> every every creative pursuit. I feel like. You've can, taken breaks can from. suck at times and yeah. you just have to walk away. Yeah, for um, sure. I just had the podcasting happened. I had to walk away from a little longer. I mean, my, vi- I used to produce a video a month, uh, produces, uh, uh, too formal a word. I used to cobble <laughs> together a video a month and now it's like one every six months. So, um, mm, you know, I yeah. don't do that so much. Chronic headaches really helped change the game for me where I was yeah. like, if I'm tired of this shit, I'm going to take a break. I'm only going to pick right. one or two creative pursuits at a time to do. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm right there with you. I get the, I get the, the yeah. struggle with that for sure. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know if listeners know it, but I, I also struggle from chronic pain and it, uh, it can be uh, very distracting when trying to do a creative pursuit, but then the creative pursuit can also be an outlet to try and yeah. help you escape. It's so a tough balance, but it yeah. is very much uh, a tough balance. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of this is burnout in, in a particular area is something that people who have multiple creative pursuits will suffer from because there's always another outlet. Um, there's always potentially another interesting mm-hmm. way that you can express yourself mm-hmm. And so it probably makes it quite easy when you're thinking, oh, I'm done with this shit to move on to something else because you're like, well, you know, I play the banjo or yeah. I, I, um, I'm a zoologist in my spare time. I don't know. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think having, having other things, not just other interests, but other, other forms of creative expression, uh, I suspect it probably makes that decision a lot easier because you've got another sort of creative lily pad you can jump to. Um, but it, you know, I think, Sometimes there's value in trying to work through the hump uh, or work over the hump and, and try and get to something good. Um, but if you have got, especially if you're undertaking a number of creative projects at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a podcast while you're writing a book, while you're also scoring uh, a film and, and, and you know, um, painting uh, Don't something. Don't forget the zoology on the it, side. Don't forget the, the, the zoology. Um, it, it, it's, it makes it so much harder because it's just one more ball to keep up in the air mm-hmm. and i think more and more as as i listen to the conversations that we've we've been having over the past uh, for us anyway for for the past few weeks it does make me think about this question of time and the the treadmill and the because i think one of the things that um 
people will tell you at the beginning of your podcasting career is, is how important consistency yeah. is. Yeah. And I think that I think that is true. But I think what we've also learned in the last few years is that it's absolutely okay to I was gonna say take a break, but it's actually the other way around. It's actually okay to just do a limited run for a bit and then stop. Yeah. Yeah. So r- rather than saying we're, we're going to do, uh, a, you know, uh, we're, we're going to keep podcasting so many times of the year and then we'll take a break. It's actually more about saying, well, this is going to be a limited run season, whether it's binge worthy or whether we release it every week, that's fine. But it doesn't, it, the, the, the crucial and important thing here, which two words that mean the same thing, um, is that it doesn't have, you don't have to produce them at the time, you know, uh, that you're releasing them. And that's the wonderful thing. When you take a limited run series, unless you're going to do something that's very, very topical and up to the minute and and what you say in that week um, is, is going to evaporate, right. uh, unless you're doing that, you really can actually just sit and plan something wonderful and produce it as a limited run. And people can, can still consume it in the same way. I mean, we've talked a lot about Mission to Zix and, and yeah. that's that's a great case for that and it's it's brilliant it's beautifully produced mm-hmm. um they could not do that every week well, if they could it would just it would be the only thing that they could do <laughs> they yeah. would not be able to do anything else uh well, you covered a couple cool things i mean one one is the area of burnout as it relates to having multiple pursuits i mean i do feel like if i was doing zero creative things it would kill me so, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's a matter of picking the one that feels, seems to satisfy the thing you need without hurting yourself. I mean, maybe, I don't know how the true that is for y'all. You. And it yeah. could even be when you're doing multiple types of podcasts, picking the one that does it for you at the time. For sure. But then also, I guess you open the door to like, there are many ways of doing podcasting, whether you mm-hmm. do limited runs or, uh, and, and y'all, y'all have, done that i know brendan you've done some of that too where you do yeah. like a a run of something and then take yeah a break. yeah pod play from the beginning was meant to be seasonally um setting up the expectation but and that and that's i think what you were getting at mark was setting up the expectation to the listener like this is going to be this is going to have breaks because this is going to be a, just a set that we're doing um and i think that I, I i'm in complete agreement with you that if you set that expectation that um it, you're you're not going to lose people. Uh, I think uh, a really great uh, example of this is embedded by NPR. I don't know if either of you've listened to that, but it's a investi- um, investigative reporting um, by NPR, and they they um, put themselves into whatever thing that they're researching, and uh, you know it's a lot. There's a lot of research and and time to investigate and and you know, make the narrative and edit and all that kind of stuff. And so they said from the beginning, like, this is going to be seasonal. We're going to have short seasons and, and we'll come out whenever they do. I mean, it's and same with cereal, you know, like the, the they, they said from the beginning that this is going to be a season and then we're going to disappear a for a year or so <laughs> a year and then a couple of years. And then, yeah. Um, and obviously they're, they, they haven't been putting out regular episodes and they have, you know, if not the biggest, one of the biggest. And people still talk about it all the time. They're yep. like, well, it's not going to be serial. But. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. From from my view of you, UV, the way that you have tried to juggle different podcast or different um, mediums, your your podcast seemed to lead to the most burnout as opposed to others. Is that is that accurate or is that just something that, because I can see behind the scenes that I'm, 
I'm kind of putting what that on. It did getting the narrative form down. I think we took us a leap that was harder than we expected. You mm-hmm. know, like with the videos, you would think videos could be worse, but I, I set such a low bar for <laughs> uh, animation quality. You know, really, it was most a lot of them are just stick figures moving on the screen. So even that, you know, it takes hours per minute of video but you know i do like a four or five minute video um but then we tried to get hours of podcast content so i think we Mm -hmm. just took a leap that Mm -hmm. was more than we expected and so we needed some time off and we just never found the next right thing so you know the next story to turn it into a whole season you know we were yeah we 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 even spoke with spoke with you at one point and we but we couldn't figure out how to shape a season and um I don't know. So that's a long winded way of saying, I I don't know why, (laughs) but but it, uh, but it, it, I, I did find it harder. And I'm like, I think my here, I'm just, my audio skills aren't so good. So it was hard. Like I could tell like, this isn't working. Why can't I do this? Mm -hmm. What the hell is a compressor and why is it not doing the right? (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, I wanted to get it at a level that I just wasn't skilled enough to get it to at that point, you know, mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. of, you know, I had the day job, the novel writing family, and then I was sneaking it in after that. And I couldn't quite pull it off at that level. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's the, the expectation that Mark alluded to earlier about how, uh, if you want to be successful in podcasting, you have to be, uh, consistent. And I think that yeah, that, that hit is me. so prevalent in, in the mindset of podcasters that uh, trying to trying to podcast, you have this, this, this pressure and this obligation that you have to come back to it every week or, or, or whatever. Our two listeners are waiting for that episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, uh, at least for me that I, I wanted to always get away from that because uh, yeah. I, I could see that being a really big problem for me. And um yeah. And it turns out it was. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, the two things come to mind uh, mm-hmm. that relate. One is I found it really funny. Who's the guy who, Dan Benjamin, who runs 5x5. Five five. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious that he did a podcast about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And one of his big things in that was how you have to be consistent and mm-hmm. regular. And he could never manage mm-hmm. to keep that mm-hmm. podcast consistent <laughs> yeah. at all. 100%. I, I kind of love that about it. Um but also, did yeah, did you ever see that Ira Glass? It turned into a a, a YouTube video yeah. where he talks about creating something and your yeah. standards. Where you're, yeah. you you know, you have the standard that's really high, but when you're learning how to do something, your abilities are really low, and it's really hard to, um, uh, you know, that that disparity is really difficult. Where yeah. it takes years and years to get good at it. And I think it caught me off guard because I was like, oh, I, I can tell stories. I can write a crude video. I should be an expert at podcasting. And it was pretty damn hard. <laughs> and so I think I got thrown off by like, whoa, this thing is not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can I can say that it's not a straight line. Hmm. It's not mm-hmm. a straight line that goes up. You know, it, 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 the, the graph doesn't point from bottom left to top right. I often come away thinking, yeah, I'm not. I'm not that good at this. Um, and the expectations I've had have, have really often been outmatched by the overall quality of the show. I mean, I, I, 
I don't want to talk smack about a show that I produce, but... Um, but let's hear some smack. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, the expectations that I had for one of my shows were a lot higher than I felt the initial quality was. Um, and I, I, I still think about that now, that I, I, I pictured in my head or I heard in my head how this show was going to sound and even you know mechanically like it was going to sound rich and it was um the voices were all going to be lovely and clear because everyone had a microphone (laughs) um the acoustics would be fine and 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 all this kind of stuff and then it sort of ended out like content wise i think it's 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 solid but i'm frustrated by the fact that it sounds like a hobby podcast (laughs) Mm. um and there's not a lot I can do about that unless, you know, because it's not, it's not ATP where I can say to a couple of people, well, one, one, uh, especially who, who'd never, as far as I'm aware, podcasted before, here's a very expensive microphone. Here's, you know, go and soundproof your, uh, your bedroom where you want to record mm-hmm. because it's going to be worth it because you'll make that money back. Like I couldn't guarantee yeah. that to my right. uh, co-host right. i had to say look just try and find somewhere quiet i'll get you a micro- microphone that i can afford off of amazon um and we'll go from there and i like i'm glad i did that because um it would have sounded far worse otherwise but i i i do know there's a line that i always come back to from war of the worlds and i, I don't know if it's the in the actual book but it's certainly in the uh, the jeff wayne radio uh, the jeff wayne play that i used to listen to um which talks about the gulf between um the artilleryman's experience or the, the gulf between what he could what he was dreaming and what he could actually achieve yeah you know th- this this man wants to build a, a brave new world with just a handful of men we'll start all over again as the song goes and he's got this great dream about one day we'll capture a fighting machine eh? and then wallop wipe them out and all this stuff and the 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 lead character uh spends time with him and it, it, one of the things he says is i'd looked at what this guy had dug you know this this trench he was trying to dig to create an underground city and mm. so I could have done that much in a day and I started to see the gulf between his dreams and and what he could achieve uh-huh. um and I'm I'm often aware of that and that really can contribute to burnout because if you're not producing something week in and week out that you're really proud of um it then becomes a bit more of a slog absolutely and and i, I should say like the you know n- none of this was, was ever a, a slant on on the people i do the show with it was it was more my own thing my own expectations and my own um slightly naive uh picturing of of, of how the show was was going to go and you know it's absolutely not on my co-hosts at all yeah we haven't really addressed that too much i feel like in this uh season is the um the way you the way a, a podcaster feels about the product they're producing versus the expectations they set for themselves. Um, for me with podcast playlists at the time, I was never satisfied with how any of the episodes came out. And I was just always so embarrassed to actually hit publish. And, but I felt like I felt this pressure to, to finish it and put it out and, and looking back on it, I'm happier with them than I thought I'd be. But I I still see and feel all the the ways that I wish it was better. Um, But yeah, that, that 100% led to a lot of, of fatigue in being able to produce the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I know with uh, Jackie and I did two seasons of neurotic tornado and I felt like at first we were a lot more like, what are we doing? Are we happy with this? And then 
I felt like it got better and better over time where we we started to be really pleased. Both of us, I think, equally felt like we were more and more pleased with what we were putting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that like at first, especially that like clicking publish was so scary. You know, mm-hmm. Like, is what, what was scary about it? Uh, well, just wondering if it was good enough you know mm-hmm. like at first we did we didn't have so much confidence in what we were up to and then it got better mm-hmm. by the that that next season the second season we felt like we had learned some tactics that could help um with how we did it yeah and so i think the it's tricky when it's not like totally like if you feel like man we kicked we did this just the way we wanted to. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to keep at it, even when it's a ton of work for, for seasons one, two and three, because I'm assuming that they were produced a little bit different. I mean, everyone was wildly different. Yeah. (laughs) Um, did, did any of them, when you were producing them, were they, were you producing them between the weeks or two weeks that it would take for you to release the episode? Or did you, work on them as a, as a series, a season, and then start putting them out once you were mostly or completely finished. Yes. Every, all of those things. All of those. No, uh, the, the first one was more just conversational and I was just putting them out as I made them. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end, we were more conscious of, we want to get this regular. So let's have a few in the can. And so by the time we started releasing them, we already had a few ready. Um, we still had to finish it. So we were not yeah. fully done, mm-hmm. but we were, wanting to make sure we could put one out every two weeks for whatever artificial rule we had (laughs) built for ourselves. Well, I'm just curious, how many podcasts are y'all working on at any one time? And Mm -hmm. how many of them are uh, the kind where you have stuff, uh, you have to prepare stuff in advance versus stuff that you, you just put out every time you're, you're done with it. So I do, We'll, we'll we'll discount this because this is a special. Um, I do two regular shows now, and um, one of them we're sort of almost to. We'll put it out when it goes out, and there's almost no prep. Um, the 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 prep is what we're we going to talk about about thirty seconds before nice. we start, um, and then realizing we'll find something because one of us will say something silly uh, at the start of the call, which will take us on on a, a tangent. Uh, the other show, um, as I've talked about before, which is the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy show, had a great deal of prep to be done before we hit record because everything from Douglas Adams' universe had to be put into alphabetical order. Um, that, is, that is the strangest beast I've worked on. And I think um, part of the dynamic of the show, which makes it interesting makes it difficult uh in certain areas is that we have a rotating panel of hosts so there are four of us on the team but there's only ever unless it's a special episode there's only ever three voices at one time so it'll be me and two johns me a john and a danny or me and the other john and a danny um and and we'll kind of rotate it and so that creates its own things um because the dynamics between different co-hosts can be very different mm-hmm. uh, and the alcohol levels <laughs> of, of various people at various times can create interesting differences mm-hmm. the amount of passive aggression that that one particular nice. person is feeling at one, at one time or more uh, so yeah like it, it's a it's it's a strange beast it, 
It sounds amazing. Uh, do you ever notice, like, if you drink too much, you might end up with two Dannys and just one John or something? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly, it certainly looks that way. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it's usually, what happens is when we when we drink too much, um, we tend to go for two hours, and then I have to turn that into thirty five minutes oh. worth of show. <laughs> well, that, that was one thing I learned was shockingly hard. Uh, you know, mm. whereas with writing, when you have too much content, it is hard to turn it into less. Like if you know, you've written, overwritten a chapter and you need to sh- tighten it. I mean, that is a problem, but it's not as bad as like with podcasting when you have too much content and you have to turn it into like if you have two hours and you turn it in 30 minutes, that is a huge amount of work that I yeah. did not realize yeah. appreciate until I had to do it. <laughs> For sure. You know, if somebody says something a little off, you can't just change those words in the text you know you have yeah. to work with yeah. what you got or redo it <laughs> yeah and then it never sounds the same yeah one thing that could help with that and and one of the um uh producers for a podcast that i work on uses this but there's an app called descript uh it's a mm. digital audio workstation like logic or whatever but it gives you a text editor for uh so it transcribes the audio to text and then you edit the text and then it edits the audio for you holy to, crap yeah does so that can, work as well as it sounds or i mean uh, it seems I think, like <laughs> i think it works about 95 percent as well as it sounds um wow. from 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 sounds what i've like heard magic. from her testimony of it i haven't actually tried it yet because the the way that i work just doesn't I, i'm not i'm not a text editor i'm an audio editor <laughs> but uh uh it's it could be pretty cool the thing is i what i wanted that and there was another there's a couple other competitors that do like report.io and a couple others try to do the same thing i wanted it to fully transcribe like everything even the ums so that i could i could select all ums and hit delete and so that it would just shorten that but uh at least the ones that i've tried that do not do that so it was very frustrating i just Uh, picture that tool would end up with something where you're like hello brendan how is today going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you asked a while ago about um, the the podcast that we produce. Like at one time, uh, right now, I I, I have two um, my my two other main projects other than Bitrate are Serendipity City and Emplaced. They're both on high, like season breaks, um, but they should both be coming back. Uh, but usually, I'm only working on one or the other at a time, and then I have. Um, nobody asked for this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nobody asked for this. It's super fun, but <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny. Like I don't sometimes, like I don't know a single, uh, musician y'all talk about sometimes <laughs> and it's so much fun to listen to just cause y'all are having such a good time. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you'll be referencing people who are like other people and I'm like, I have to do all this homework in advance to like figure out like <laughs> zero frames of reference. <laughs> That's that is partially why I try to include all the music clips is that like, yeah, I'm pretty helps. sure a bunch of people aren't going to know what we're talking about. So, but I, I mean, I have, I mean, you know, for me, it's like blind spots all the way down with music. So <laughs> until That's you awesome. get to like, the Beatles, I won't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Anyway, but it's, um, that's a fun one. Yeah, the, nobody asked for this. is incredibly fun to record and edit and put out and talk about, but it uh, definitely takes so much more time than it really displays when you're listening to it. Like, it sounds like we're just having a bullshit conversation and sometimes music fades in and out, uh, but... Each episode, each like 15 to 20 minute episode probably takes me 
four or four more hours to produce, which is just ridiculous, but it's, it's so much fun that it's worth it to me, but it's also hard to find the time to justify something that has 35 listeners and, you know, doesn't, it's, it, you know, it's just purely for my own enjoyment and I'm not making money from it or anything like that. Uh, like right now, like I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the sole person making money in our, in our, uh, family. And so I need to concentrate on making money with like almost everything that I do. And so, it's super hard to justify. I have two. Yeah, I was seasons. surprised you charged me a hundred dollars <laughs> just to get in the door today. Yeah, Aaron and I have two seasons uh, recorded of of nobody asked for this, uh, and I haven't edited almost any of it uh, just because I haven't had, found the time for it. But it was at least fun to to talk with him and record. <laughs> and I also uh, I edit podcasts through um uh like a, a service where you know people will like um not want to edit their own podcast oh yeah and and send it in and um i do some work for that that kind of stuff but that doesn't the the, the it only usually takes about an hour or less and it's not like i'm not really invested in the in the podcast at all it's just yeah i see yeah. well that the, the talking about making money i mean y- y'all both have created businesses around yes. this realm in some form. Uh, whereas, you know, I wonder how that affects burnout, you know, mm. whether or not it connects to your business. Whereas for me, you know, I kind of threw out the idea of making money mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of my creative pursuits. I, I just kind of at one point was like, okay, I'm just going to have a day job and that'll bring in the money. And so all these things I do make me at best a minuscule amount of money. Usually, you know, I lose money on everything I'm up to in the creative realm. But how does that affect burnout for either of you two? Where you, because you have um, a business that relates to somewhat, you know, either directly or indirectly to a lot of these pursuits. For me, like I, I have different segments of, uh, there's definitely, there's, there's, there's pockets of money-making and non-money-making parts of podcasting. And, uh, my my better half is keenly aware of which ones make and do not make money. <laughs> um, and so because, because she is, then uh, I, I am as well. If, if I didn't have that external factor of being hyper aware of what, what makes money and what is just fun time, then uh, I would probably be much less aware of it. Um, money is, is such a weird thing to me that if, if I didn't have somebody that was so, uh, aware of it that I would just, I, I wouldn't even think about, it. I'd probably be broke because I'd be not thinking about oh, like, Oh yeah, I have to do something also to make money. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's interesting to balance the two between money making and non-money making parts of podcasting. The extent to which I get actually paid to have anything to do with the production of podcasts mm-hmm. is a very small mm-hmm. uh, amount of my, uh, monthly income. Um, I like to say that my job is in podcasting because of the company I run, which is great. And that makes me feel good about myself. But yes. Um, But uh, funnily enough, I had a conversation. I went to a podcasters support group meetup last week in London. Is this like a stealth 
12 step program yeah very much very much uh we we all have to sit around uh, in a room and uh, we introduce ourselves <laughs> and, hello i'm mark steadman i'm a podcaster Hi, mark. hello mark <laughs> I, I was speaking to uh to, to one of the one of the attendees and i said you know my job is in podcasting and she kind of assumed she, oh all right some some kind of big shot over here he's like oh he makes his money doing podcasters he was like, actually no <laughs> i don't make any money from the the podcast i make i mean you know i i like um i comma like brendan i also like brendan but i comma like brendan um also do a bit of of that kind of work um through through podium's sort of um production arm um, right. and and have done that for a while and and i'm you know one of my earliest clients is is still with me and and that's lovely but that's a a small amount um you know uh, set against the, the rest of it and you know I'd love it to be more but of course the ego in me which is large and hungry and also always wants to be fed <laughs> otherwise why would we be creative people that bit would very much love to be able to draw some kind of income because and it's not I think one of the, the big things with this is that it's not just about the monetary value it's it's about the legitimacy yeah, that, it, right. that it can bring you so like when Audible said, you know, when I wrote to Audible and said, I've got a pitch for a podcast, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to do, you know, 10x, uh, which is apparently a business term that business people like. <laughs> um, you just say just say 10x and, and it'll be fine. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter what, just 10x. And and so I said, you know, it, it should do really well. And it's right up, you know, Audible um, customers, alleys. Uh, can we get one of those sweet little affiliate links that we can say on the podcast and um, sent them a trailer and did all this work. And, and uh, they, they were like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Here's your affiliate link got, got all set up. And, you know, for the first, I don't know, 12, 15 episodes, we, we did little book recommendations and we, we spent a bit of time on them to actually try and do something good. So it wasn't just a straight ad. So yeah, like it, it, it was, it was validating it originally for Amazon, you know, for audible to say, yeah, you know, you're, you're worth us. Um, just giving you a, a you know a, a promo code um but there would have been even more validation it, it, it might only have been you know maybe i don't know 15 dollars uh a, a month that would have been pretty generous to be mm -hmm. honest but it would have then been that bit of validation that's like oh yeah we are doing a good job mm -hmm. because that's an action that's a definitive action that you can see and i think and we, we've talked about this before uh, on this little mini series about the difficulty with with a lot of of what we do is that the inaction or action of your listeners is completely it is often completely invisible we mm -hmm. don't know if people have actually listened to an episode versus just downloaded mm -hmm. it um we don't know if people are telling their friends um uh, about the show really um we don't know if people like and subscribe and do all the things that that we ask people to do um because we don't always get the data on that and so a lot of the time it, it, it is it can be demoralizing and that's where you get into burnout is is this like is this thing on yeah, syndrome yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah and so m money can money can help that because it, it can help you think oh no this thing is on because uh something's trickling through just to give you an idea how small uh my podcast was we didn't have any <laughs> advertisers but um about six months after uh we ended we were we were got our first like someone asked us if we could advertise their sex toys on our show <laughs> uh and we were thrilled we were like yeah. someone actually mm. wanted to do something uh absolutely uh, it was you know 
semi on topic. Yeah, you that's know, it, not an inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was but, an adult show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, uh, so, Yuvi, where can people find you on the internet? Not easily. <laughs> um, I think I think I, I still have a, a Twitter account that I occasionally use. Uh, if you can manage to spell my name, UV Zelko, which is Y U V I Z A L K O W, you can get me there. I have a website and a Twitter account by that awkward name, uh, and that, that sums it up. If if you can find me there, you reach out to me, and I'll get back to you within six months. This is the, Z- the UV Zerinki. That's the the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Links to UV's work and more can be found at bitratepod.com. Next up, Mark and Brandon bring this bird in for a landing. This podcast is produced by Podient. To find out more, visit podiantproductions.com.